Next on BYUSN, the NFL draft done and delivered for BYU football. Which former Cougar found the best National Football League fit? And Cody Epps jumps into the transfer portal, what BYU now needs at receiver. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, May 1st. I am Spencer Linton alongside longtime InSync fan, Jerem Jordan. It's gonna be May. It's the best. <laughs> like, you're gonna see it on your Instagram today from uh, Justin Timberlake, which is the best. And May 1st means we are how far away from BYU in the Big 12? Countdown to the Big 12. Two months away. Still two months. Uh, feels like BYU's just in. You know, July 1st is going to be cool because BYU's officially in, but emotionally, we've been in for a while. Yes. Since September 10th, 2021. We're still waiting for that set of schedules from the, the sports that will compete in the Big 12 first. Yeah. Notably soccer and women's volleyball yeah, and cross country. I've got soccer. I'm, not, I'm waiting until they put it out and I can <laughs> tell you. Uh, for a certain amount, maybe I'll tell you if you, did, you know, Venmo me. But, like, Still waiting for volleyball yeah. um, and whatnot. So, yeah, we'll see. We're excited, man. Say, yes, we have some details. We just we got some details. Yeah, public. I can't, I can't always give it to you. Sorry. Uh, on today's show, we evaluate BYU's three NFL draft picks and four free agent fits. Uh, Cody Epps is transferring, David Nixon on both. And hey, Lord Gustin returns. That's great. Here are today's headlines. Beginning with your NFL draft recap. Blake Freeland, the first BYU Cougar selected in the NFL draft in the fourth round, 106th pick overall to the Indianapolis Colts. Jaron Hall, the next to have his name called to the Minnesota Vikings in hey. the fifth round, number 164 overall. And not long after that, late in the fifth round, Puka Nakua to the Los Angeles Rams as one of their new wide receivers. Much more on how all three of these men fit into their new teams in just a bit. Four Cougars signed free agent deals. Chris Brooks to the Dolphins. Caleb Hayes to the Jaguars. Not to be confused with the Jaguars. Duval! Uh, D'Angelo Mandel <laughs> to the Cowboys. And Harris Lachance also to the Colts. Okay. With Blake Freeland. So uh, they like them some Cougs. Guys look good in blue and white. Mm -hmm. Let's yes, keep they the thing going. The shocker of the weekend. Cody Epps, BYU wide receiver, enters the transfer portal. It happened yesterday, which happened to be the last day the portal was open to do so. Epps, last season, fought off some injuries, still put together 39 catches, 459 yards, and six touchdowns. It's a shocker because of how bought in Epps was on social media, it seemed, over the past few months. What has changed, and how does it impact BYU's wide receiver core? Yeah, you can enter the portal anytime, but yesterday marked the you have no penalty. Um, if you haven't already transferred before situation. So it's, the good news is no one else entered. So basically it seems like BYU is keeping what they have. Lauren Gustin returns to BYU. Friday she posted on Instagram, I'm here to stay. BYU is a special place in my heart. I'm excited to go to battle with my teammates and coaches as we enter the Big 12 next season. Yeah. Lauren Gustin returns, which was a surprise. Welcome back, Lauren. BYU women's softball sweeps San Diego on Friday. Haley Morrow with a grand slam to mm. highlight a doubleheader sweep under those Friday night lights. On Saturday, the Cougars finishing thing off with a mercy rule 8 0 win in five innings. Hunter Ava hit her 11th home run of the season. Violet Zavodnik had two triples. Two triples in the same That's game. How she rolls, man. Woo! Uh, it doesn't get much easier for BYU softball. They host the second ranked team in the country, UCLA, <laughs> who just 
beat up on Utah in Salt Lake City. Well, we all love that. Three Eastern, one Mountain, live on the BYU TV app. Hey, let's go. Eight, clap that. Baseball drops Friday and Saturday's games to Portland 12-10 and then 20-28, falling oh. to 18 and 23 overall, 8 and 10 in league play. <sighs> Cougars play at UC San Diego tomorrow at 9 Eastern on the BYU radio app. Work to do for the boys. Yeah. BYU men's golf. They utilize the Sports Nation karma. Specifically, Carson Lundell, Zach Jones. They win the West Coast yeah! Conference Championship. Upset Pepperdine, baby, ranked six. They had a big lead going into the final day, then watched that lead disappear, and then rallied to win. I love it. Nice work. Third conference championship in the WCC. Zach Jones finished as the medalist. Top individual performer, nine under, the first BYU golfer to medal at the WCC title since 2017. Very nice. Nice job, guys. Track and field competing in the Desert Heat Classic in Tucson, Arizona over the weekend. 12th ranked women's 4x100 team set a school record, 44-57, 12 total personal records. PRs on the team. The 8th ranked men featured top re three relays in the 4x400 and 4x100 with six PRs. How about some National Women's Soccer League news? Michaela Clough and Ashley Hatch both score goals. Clough, her goal in a 3-1 win against the San Diego Wave FC. First goal of the season, a header. Hatch scored a goal in a 1-1 draw against the Chicago Red Stars on a penalty kick, her fourth goal of the season. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending presented by BYU Food To Go, the MVP of your next event. We just gave you the weekend NFL Draft recap. Three BYU Cougars officially selected, had their names called. The other four, well, they had their agents go to work, and they believe they have been uh, put themselves in the best positions as undrafted free agents, seven total. We'll start with the three draft picks, Jerem. Yep. How do you like the fits of BYU's three draft picks Blake Freeland of the Colts, Jaron Hall to the Vikings, and Puka Nakua to the L.A. Rams. Well, let's start with you calling uh, your shot on Friday with the Vikings. Let's, <laughs> this is what it's said. For Jaron Hall, and this is not a surprise if you've been following along with the show, I know the Minnesota Vikings are really impressed with him. They liked his attitude, his maturity. They have Kirk Cousins. I feel like Jaron Hall mentality and his even-keel nature is a lot like Kirk Cousins. You like that. I do like that. You like that? 158th pick overall, fifth round, Jaron Hall to the Vikings. You almost nailed it uh, to the pick, which was pretty exciting. At he one point, they had the 158th overall pick, but then a billion trades yeah, happened, and yeah. they slide down to 164. It was the most trades in the modern era of the draft. <laughs> um, which, by the way, he was the 12th quarterback taken in the first five rounds, which, is, which was also a record in the modern era of the draft. So pretty cool thing there. Okay, yes, Vikings, let's break it down now that he's there. And you mentioned the Kirk Cousins things. Kirk Cousins, let's get specific. He is a free agent after this year. One season After guaranteed. this year. Yep. Nick Mullins is the backup. Mullins has played 24 games over the last four years, mostly with the Niners, 19 of them, one with the Browns, four with the Vikings um, in some mop-up duty. So Jaron Hall comes into a situation where the guy could be out uh, after a year. Granted, they're going to they're gonna either sign someone big coming in or keep going with Kirk, you'd think. But Jaron has a shot, yet there's sort of a 
veteran backup there, a guy who has played on a couple of different teams. So I think it's a nice scenario. Let's see what Jaron can do. And our hope for Jaron isn't that he starts immediately or even soon. It's no. that he can be on a team for a couple of years uh, with the Vikings and then perhaps get an opportunity. And I would love – like, if he was just a veteran backup that was in the league for six-plus years, I'd be happy with that. Like, BYU needs – you don't know – we don't need, like, a starter at every major position. I would love some longevity in that quarterback. I'd love to have a couple of guys in the league. Zach, be a backup, obviously, with the Jets. Jaron, be on the 53 week-to-week with the Vikings. Now we're talking. That'd be great. So I, I do like the fit a lot, given the situation – with Cousins and now Mullen. Absolutely. Uh, I've spoken ad nauseum about the fit of Jaron Hall in Minnesota, and I just like Kirk Cousins because I don't think there's a less pretentious quarterback in the league anywhere. He's all about just, like, the work, and he's a family guy, and he's not a dude that uh, really, like, seeks out the limelight and is going to cause problems. He's, he's the farthest thing from a problem in his locker room. Everybody loves him. And so I just like that because I feel like I say all the same things about Jaron, like quiet confidence, right? I feel like when I'm talking about Kirk Cousins, that is Jaron Hall. And so I like the personality fit there and that he has an opportunity to learn from a guy who's been around for a long time. He's played a lot of games, a lot of meaningful games. But, yeah, to your point, they only have one more year with Cousins as the designated quarterback. So maybe Kirk Cousins isn't in Minnesota when Jaron Hall hits year two and they go out and get somebody else. But great. Then give Jaron Hall an opportunity to sit behind potentially somebody else, uh, which I believe would be a veteran if they get rid of Kirk Cousins. And maybe in year three or year four, he becomes Jordan Love and takes over the program when they ship out whoever, like the Green Bay Packers did with Aaron Rodgers. It'd be nice. Love was a first-rounder, so they're expecting him to be the next guy, right? They're not expecting Jaron Hall, per se, to be the next guy. The real battle is with Nick Mullins. It's not with Kirk Cousins, right? It's to get in position where he could maybe become the backup. Granted, Nick is uh, an experienced backup. He's played in 24 games in the NFL already. Yeah, I I just – I could not have handpicked. Literally, I did pick. I picked it. I hoped for it, and it happened. Yeah, it was the second-best team he could have gone to, really. It was was pretty good. Your Seahawks had plenty of opportunities. Well, you know, in hindsight, they didn't even uh, pick a quarterback. Uh, at all, they have Drew Locke as a uh, backup on a one-year deal. They don't. They don't need clearly. That's that's their next future. Year. Okay, yep. uh, Blake Freeland to the Indianapolis Colts. He was, as I mentioned, the first BYU Cougar drafted, 106th overall. Yep. He he went a little bit later than I thought he would. I thought he would go Somebody by the end go of the third, third round, yeah. Yeah. but it was early fourth round. Yep. The thing I love most about Freeland to the Colts is he'll have an opportunity to play right away, or the possibility of being a factor right away. It's kind of like Brady Christensen, same type of deal. When he went to Carolina, was a projected second-string guy and then worked his way into a starting position. I feel like Blake's And moved his, positions. Yes. Um, so who knows what yeah. Blake's going to do. Maybe he is a guard at some point. I feel like it's in a similar situation. Yeah. At left tackle specifically, Bernard Raymond was a third-round pick last year who started 11 games yep. for the Colts. So there's a guy that they think they've got moving forward, right? But we'll see. Injuries and ineptitude can, um, can change things, right? Who knows if they want him at guard at right tackle. He's not going to be the guy because Braden Smith is on year three of a four-year deal. We're at 72 mil. They've invested a lot of money in Braden Smith at right tackle specifically. But the Colts have always had good offensive lines. they got Jonathan Taylor. They build around the run game typically. Um, he's going to be there with Anthony Richardson, which is exciting. And a bunch kind of, of guys to protect a rookie quarterback. Absolutely. And, and we'll see how quickly they go play that card. But 
yeah, there's a chance there for Blake to get some real playing time, and maybe they move him to guard. Or maybe I wouldn't be opposed to him being a backup for a whole year, you know, and then maybe he gets a chance next year, or maybe there's an injury in week 10 or something. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for Blake. He's one of the most athletic, if the not the most athletic offensive lineman that's ever come from BYU. For sure. Killed the combine. It's just going to be whether he can thrive at the next level. Yeah. You think he could handle other positions on the offensive line? Absolutely. Like, if you can handle the left tackle spot, you can play guard position, right? Yeah. Just depends on what they need from him and what they want to As do. As offensive there. line experts, we know. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay. What do you think of Puka to the Rams? I love it. I love fifth that, round. I love that they drafted him late in the fifth round. This was this was the surprise pick for me because I thought Puka was going to go to the sixth or the it seventh round. It was a compensatory round. pick, meaning it was almost the sixth. Yes. Like those were extra picks based on different criteria, right? But he goes fifth round. I love the fit. Like how many picks in the yeah, in the fifth round, there were 42 picks. There were 32 teams. Yeah, the whole compensatory situation is it's a always little, a weird technicality. It's very confusing. Yeah. Okay. But I love that it, it only took 13 picks after Jaron Hall to have Puka Nakua fly off the board. And I love the offensive mind and scenario that he's going into with Sean McVay leading things and Matthew Stafford throwing Puka Nakua the ball. The, the Rams' social media account said it best. The playmaker. Puka making plays. Like... They, they clearly are in love with his skill set and his potential. I, I feel like I said, I've said it on Friday. I feel like he's one of the gems of the draft because you're not really sure about his durability, but when he is healthy, my gosh, he just makes unbelievable plays. He does something special every game he's in. If he was healthy, he, if he was fully healthy, no injuries last year, I think he could have gone as high as the third round. I really do. Day two I guys. think he's that kind of player. And now he goes to the Rams, who had a real down year. Uh, they have something to, last year. They have something to prove this year. Uh, obviously won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. And they kind of you know mailed it in last year. But you win the Super Bowl. It was worth it. There's a chance for him to play a lot. Yes. You've got Cooper Cup and a bunch of whatevers. Okay? Van Jefferson didn't have 30 catches or 400 yards under that. Ben uh, Skorenic had 39 for 376, no touchdowns. Tutu Atwell, 18 for 298. Like, can Puka Nakua not be one of the top four one, or five receivers on the Rams? He absolutely can. That's he why I can. love it. I love it. This is a great situation for him. Hopefully that, that ankle and that hamstring stay healthy because Puka Nakua is an NFL receiver. And if Puka Nakua, I've said it before, but I'll say it again, if he had been at BYU the whole time and healthy, we may say he's the best receiver in BYU history. He may be the most athletic player in BYU history to go, and now he's in the NFL, and now he's got a real chance to prove himself. And Nakua's have at least touched the NFL, right? Kai and Samson, now Puka is going to be the best of the brothers, mm. and we'll see it in the league. And there's another Nakua still out there. <laughs> another younger brother. We'll see what happens there. Hey, I, I just, I'm excited to watch him, like, line it up and help I'm out. Gonna, Co Cooper Cup yes. needs some help, man. I'm gonna, Cooper yes. Cup needs help. Cooper's a baller, and as a Seahawks fan, I'm going to obviously be watching every snap of two games a year. Uh, for Puka on the other side. So okay, that'd, that'd okay. You'll root for I was Puka like, when he doesn't play the Seahawks? Uh, yes. Well, even when he plays the Seahawks. I just want the Seahawks to win the game. <laughs> I want Puka to go for 10 catches, 200 yards, four touchdowns, but lose by one. Well, and it's interesting that we're discussing wide receivers and BYU wide receivers because Puka wasn't the only wide receiver news over the weekend. Yeah, there's a situation here where last night the Athletic broke the news. The receiver Cody Epps entered the transfer portal. Ugh. Epps was expected to be one of BYU's top weapons uh, after a 39-catch, 459-yard, six-touchdown sophomore season. What's your reaction to the news? I, I was stunned. I really was. At first I thought, no way. 
And then I looked at the initial report that came out, and I was like, okay, this dude has, like, credibility. He's, it was Max Olson. He's a na national reporter. He's legit. Um, oh, I saw somebody else before Max Olson. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So I thought, what, what in the world? This, this can't be right. And then dug into it, started sending out text messages, and sure enough, get the responses back that say, yeah, it's, it's legitimate. He's in the transfer portal. And then my mind went to, what happened over the past six weeks? Because it was... Just six weeks ago, when we saw Cody Epps posting about, you know, called to the LES mission. I believe that was on March 2nd. And the spinoff of LDS culture. And then he goes to General Conference and takes pictures and is all bought in. And so I, I think we all felt good because we were worried. We were worried. He's a hot commodity. We know what he brings. Bryce Young's top receiver in high school. who just went number one overall as a quarterback. And thought, oh, man, if we just get through this offseason – then we'll be okay. We thought Cody was in. The Literally needed to get through one more day. Smith. The final day that you can do it without penalty. <laughs> and he ends up in the transfer portal. So, like, that would lead me to believe that there is some life-changing money involved somewhere. Stephen Ashworth is like, it happens. Yes. Right? Name, image, likeness. Yeah. Go Blue Jays. Stephen Ashworth. It stinks. The transfer portal, we've said it a billion times, it giveth and it taketh away. This is one we just thought there was no chance, no no even inkling that Cody Epps was going to leave. But now I'm like, okay, he must have gotten like generational or like life-changing money here in an NIL deal. He had to. And I, I hate to. to go there, but like Why? we're in the day and age. Where tampering exists, Jerem, and people float, people float out ideas and like, hey, you know, and it's all done discreetly and it just, we can give you this much money. Like, I know you think you got a good situation here. We double this come here. and come here and be a star and play in said conference or whatever. There's just tampering yeah. and NIL. It just feels like it, it's got fingerprints of those two things all over this. So people, and I had the same reaction as you. So people know BYU did make multiple efforts and did increase his NIL yes. money in the offseason. I'm not talking, you know, a week or two ago. I'm talking months ago. They showed to, him the love. To keep him here yes. this year. Um, you know, notably a, a local credit union and, of course, the Royal Blue Collective uh, did their job, which was try and keep him. Um, and... If, if I'm Cody, I look at Lauren Gustin and I go, wait, was there any leveraging there to perhaps get more to stay? And is that, how much of a business is this in that regard? Per, perhaps that happened and either it wasn't enough or it was like, no, see ya. Um, Cody Epps is a fantastic person. I really like him. And I bought into everything he said. And I still believe that he feels that way about BYU. But there is a certain price to yes. be paid yes. that can change that. This is the day and age we live in now. Like, There's always a price. Th think about what you value the most as it pertains to, especially around here, perhaps non-religious things, right? What, how much would, would you be paid if offered to change a certain situation, right? They're, everyone's got a price. Um, and that price apparently was met for Cody Epps, which is disappointing. I, I think he could have been a future NFL receiver from BYU. He certainly could still be an NFL receiver. And he was a huge piece of what was moving forward. I, I think he was one of the top six players going into this fall for BYU. And a real bummer. Real bummer. He, yeah. he, had, he had talked a lot about um, being at BYU, being a member of, the, uh, of a different faith, of, of being black at BYU. And it was like, this is a great fit and tool for BYU to use with other receivers in the future. And unfortunately, 
Um, he must have had six-figure NIL money from somewhere sway him in a way that he could not turn down. Sure. I mean, imagine Which being is a, a bummer. Imagine being a college kid. And you brought up Steven Ashworth, and the number out there that was reported uh, by several accounts on, on Twitter was like around $400,000. Like, if they can actually <laughs> give him that money. How do you say no? How do you say no to that? How do you say no to that? Yeah. This is the day and age we live in. Yeah. Like, loyalty can be bought. And let's quickly say this. Well, why can't the Royal Blue Collective come to the... There's a point where that's just too much, okay? And not real. And at BYU, there's a certain amount of reality we got to live in with different situations. Yeah, and there's... Financially and otherwise. There's an ideal for the staff, clearly, from what we've heard is... Everybody's losing people to the portal, too, for these reasons. How much do you want to be here? Look at Keaton Slovis. Keaton Slovis turned, turned down, down that type of money, money because he SEC. wanted to be here. Yeah. And that's like the Kalani guy, right? That is the ideal Kalani guy that he's looking for. Yeah. They're, they're unique. They're hard to find. It's a bummer. But don't, don't fret. BYU's got some real good uh, you know, opportunities here yes. with people in the portal. Don't yes. you worry. Our question of the day. What was the bigger BYU story from this weekend? Was it the NFL draft and three BYU Cougars selected? Or was it what happened on the Sunday Shocker? Cody Epps entering the transfer portal. At N underscore Crowley19 on Twitter says, It has to be Cody Epps. What does Joker say in the Dark Knight? When things don't go to plan, everyone loses their mind. The draftees were part of the plan. Cody was not. Great point. I, I, amazingly, it overtook the draft uh, last night. I would say it's Cody Epps entering the portal. Yeah. Wild. Crazy. All right, hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to join the conversation. Tune in this afternoon for a huge BYU softball game. Number two, UCLA in town to take on the Cougs. Three Eastern on the BYU TV app. Up next, former BYU and NFL linebacker David Nixon tells us what he thinks about BYU's draft class. Where does he think the perfect fit is of those three guys? And his thoughts on Cody Epps and the transfer portal. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Cody Epps left side makes the catch. Step back inside for the touchdown. Cody Epps scores. Third time in as many weeks. Touchdown, touchdown, Cody Epps. They throw to the jet. And it's a touchdown to Cody Epps. The door remains open for Cody Epps if he decides to change course and come back to BYU. It's, it certainly does, but from those I've talked to, it sounds like he's gone. Yeah. The only hope I have is that it was the same scenario that I was hearing with Lauren Gustin, and she ended up back at BYU. It's different. I know. It's yeah. different. Yeah. I, I'd, be, I'd be surprised at this point. Hope is all I have to go off of right now, Jerome. <laughs> That's that's <laughs> Pacific in the West Coast Conference tournament every year. That's, that's uh, not a good thing. I know. It's not a good thing. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play -play. alongside Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. It's going to be May 1st. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Joining us now is another NSYNC fan. He's also a former BYU know NFL that? linebacker, David Nixon. David, tell me you're a Justin Timberlake and NSYNC fan, especially tell me, on May 1st. Tell me why. Backstreet Boys? I mean, maybe like 20 years ago. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, don't, I don't like to admit it, but I, yes, I like their music back then. We, we all not? liked it when we were alone. back in the, You know what I mean? I liked and, it publicly. Yeah. I went to the concert. Yeah. I'm not a, No shame. Yeah, I went to a Backstreet Boys concert last summer. Well, it's like one of the best I've ever been to. It was so fun. 
Spencer for sure had his bleach tips going. Hundred uh, percent. Hundred percent. He was rocking them for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. In a stadium of thirty-five thousand, where ninety-five percent were high school girls, and I was oh. a high school boy. Come on. Yeah. Listen. Come on. When you're yeah, in, yeah, when you're in high school, that is a gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David. Uh, we're trying to figure out which of the BYU players found their gold mine in the NFL. Of the three draft picks, which do you like the best or as the best fit to their team? Man, when you start to dive into it, uh, we'll start with Jaron, right? Kind of the quarterback. They always get all the uh, the, 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 the news on them. Um, I, I like this match with Kevin O'Connell, the head coach for the Vikings. Kevin O'Connell, obviously former San Diego State quarterback. I played against him back in my day. Um, and, and something that's interesting about Kevin O'Connell, if you go back and look at his career in 2007, he led his team in rushing yards. Uh, I think he's ended up second in, in San Diego State history for most rushing touchdowns. So this is a guy who obviously had a great arm, but he liked to get out of the pocket and run the ball a little bit. Obviously, he doesn't currently have that with his quarterback situation, so he's looking for maybe to switch it up and bring in a guy like Jaron Hall. Because you look around the league and you see what the league is doing uh, with, with mobile quarterbacks. You look at what happened with Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, et cetera. Um, I, I think he looked at Jaron Hall as maybe a little bit of a project that he could switch things up in his offense and go back to his own personal roots which is, uh, you know, him being a rushing-type quarterback. Um, so I like that fit. I like Puka Nakua, honestly. You look at the, the, the Rams, and you look at the, their, their wide receiver core, obviously Cooper Cup, big-time receiver, big-time contract. But besides that, there's not too many notable names on there that you're going to be fighting against that, that are, are, are big money. And that's typically what you look at. You look at guys uh, that, that are, you know, have long contracts with big money where – the GM and the ownership has to play that player because they paid him so much money. Um, but but in this situation, I think he has a, a chance to fit right in and, and maybe take a starting spot. And, and that's the other thing, too, with all these different positions. There's so much to be played out from here. Injuries happen all the time. And next thing you know, you move your way up on that depth chart. Uh, and come season time, you know, there's some attrition, as we know, in football. And, and, and next thing you know, you're thrust in the spotlight. You make a name for yourself, a la Austin Colley. You go out there and ball out, and next thing you know, you, you're into a uh, starting role and get a big contract a couple of years later. So um, I like his situation. Uh, obviously, Freeland you know, and Lachance, both to Indianapolis. We'll see how that all plays out. Um, we'll see what happens with D'Angelo Mendel. I was talking mm. to his agent over the weekend, um, who's my agent at the time, and we were texting back and forth, and they're really excited about his opportunities with the Cowboys. Uh, they felt like the Cowboys came after him pretty hard. They wanted him pretty bad. Um, and so they're excited to see how that all plays out. Um, so we'll see. I mean, listen, we have uh, was it seven guys that, 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 that made spots on, on, a, on a team. But uh, Peyton Wilgar's another guy who's getting invited to some mini camps. Um, so there's going to be some opportunities there. Hopefully somebody eventually signs him. Uh, so it's definitely not done. The dust has not settled quite yet. But so far, uh, great haul for BYU. Who's most likely to be the – the Taysom Hill, Daniel Sorensen, Michael Davis, undrafted free agent that sticks in the NFL, in your opinion, among those four dudes? I, I mean, here's the thing. Quarterback's so tough, right? Uh, quarterback position is tough because there's only one guy in the field. I like Puka's situation. I really do. I just talked about it a second ago. But, but I think his work ethic and something that McVay, I think, values greatly in, in his guys uh, is, is a guy like Puka Nakuda that's going to come in there and work his butt off. And, and like I said, you look at the other receivers that are there currently – I don't think of them are too flashy or, or anything that Puka can't go out there and, and kind of beat him out in their own spot. So I like his spot. I think he has a chance to have some staying power there in Los Angeles and, and have a nice, uh, you know, long career with, with the Rams. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's, like I said, there's so much that goes into this. Hopefully he stays healthy. That's the name of the game for these rookies. 
you, you always there's a there's a saying that you, you can't make the squad in, in the uh, in the in the training room, right? Um, you, you've got to be on the field, and so these guys got to make sure they they keep their bodies healthy because uh, if you get hurt as a rookie, it's tough. Typically, you kind of get uh, you get washed out of the system, and it's tough to get back in, and and so you've got to be healthy and and hopefully try to make a run. Okay, among those four undrafted free agents, who's most likely to stick, in your opinion, among Chris Brooks to the Dolphins, Caleb Hayes to the Jaguars, D'Angelo Mandel to the Cowboys, and Harris Lachance to the Colts? Yeah, I mean, I, I love Harris Lachance's game. I think him being right there along uh, with Freeland, you know, hopefully they'll be able to kind of study with each other and, and, and keep each other sharp in the game. Um, hearing the feedback about D'Lo, I, I like D'Lo's chances. I mean, the Cowboys look at their defense and, and what they like to do. Um, a lot of man on the outside, and that's exactly what uh, that fits into D'Lo's game as well. So, uh, but Caleb Hayes, what a what a pro day! We talked about his pro day what a month or so ago. Um, he had a fantastic pro day. I think that's why the Jaguars can call it. So, For sure. Uh, hopefully, he can stick. And then, and then of course, Chris Brooks. I mean, the guy's a beast. He had a great pro day as well. Uh, can he become like a bruiser back and learn to kind of run more north and south uh, and deliver some some punishing blows. We'll we'll see how it plays out for him as well. David Nixon, former BYU and NFL linebacker, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. I almost hate to turn the page to Cody Epps because the NFL draft typically just dominates headlines, at least for a few days. But with the news that Epps has entered the transfer portal, BYU's wide receiver core is now very much in a state of flux and a little bit of scramble mode. What was your reaction to Cody Epps entering the transfer portal on the final day he could do so without having to incur a sit-out-of-season penalty? Uh, frustration <laughs> was probably the first thing that came to mind. Uh, but then it, it quickly in my mind just turned to, hey, next guy up. I mean, there's not much you can do about it. He, that's his decision. He can do whatever he wants. He can move on. Um, and I think BYU, as you guys alluded to earlier in the show, they, they did all they could with the collective trying to get him taken care of. Um, and obviously it wasn't enough, he felt like, until he's going to go test the waters. So it's, it is frustrating. Uh, I, I think the fact that BYU, and, and I'm going back to the draft a little bit, the fact that BYU had three drafted players in, in, top, in the top of the five rounds, which hasn't been done since 2002, yeah. I, I think that's something you can now take to all these uh, other guys that are in the transfer portal that are looking to transfer and say, listen, come to BYU. We'll get you drafted. I mean, we're, we're year in, year out, we're putting guys in the draft. Um, 2001 or 2021, but that year had what, five guys drafted that yep. year. And so, uh, you know, th- this is something that BYU is building something. There's, there's some momentum going here. You head into the Big 12, you're going to get more exposure. Um, and so I think that's the recruit now, or the, the pitch to these potential recruits, the guys that are in the transfer portal is kind of BYU will get you drafted. Um, Cody Epps left a vacant spot. So here's a chance to come on in and, and have them, you know, into production. So, uh, you know, I think there's a way to, to use the draft to kind of play off this Cody Epps and use it as a pitch to these, uh, these kids that are still looking for a home. Now, certainly at receiver, it's a big blow because BYU had three good ones, they felt like, in Chase Roberts and Keanu Hill and Cody Epps. Cody's out. It's not that BYU doesn't have talent behind him. It's just unproven and young at this point because you got a guy like Devin Downing coming off kind of the gray shirt year last year. He was with Chase Roberts in high school. He was Awesome. You got Parker Kingston who could play into the mix. You got Jojo Phillips from Sierra Canyon. Shout out to Bronny and LeBron. And Dom Henry. Dom Henry from Florida. You've got some good talent. They just haven't played yet. How many dudes does BYU need to get in the portal that are ready to go in the first year of the Big 12? Yeah, to, to your point, that's a tough thing. Is we, we know what Cody Epps could do, right? And, and it is totally different from guys, even Juco guys coming in that have played at the Juco level. It takes some time for them to get used to the speed of the game at the D1 level. Um, and so 
yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because Cody's been there, done that, even though he got injured. Um, and, and now you have to get other guys to come in and get them caught up to speed and, and get them some live reps so they get used to the, to the live game speed. So, um, I don't know what the number is. I, obviously they're targeting, you know, I'm, I'm guessing probably three, four or five guys to, to bring in. They're looking for the best guys out there. I, I 100% trust that's just talking to make the right move and, and attract the right guys to come in. But, uh, you know, it's going to be tough to fill those shoes. No, no doubt. No question about it. I mean, you mentioned you rattled off some of the receivers. Keep in mind, uh, Isaac Rex is back. BYU's got a good uh, tight end uh, room as well that they've developed some young guys. And so I think they'll be fine. I, I don't think this guy's falling by any means, but it, it definitely hurts. There's no question about it. When I heard the news, it was a gut punch um, and something you just you, you, you don't want to see. And this is the bummer about the transfer portal. But listen, BYU's been the recipient of some great transfers that come in this year in particular. Uh, so as you guys allude to, that the transfer portal take it and it give it. So we'll see uh, what, what it giveth here in the next couple of days, I would guess. Uh, maybe the next week or so, we'll start to hear some some other names that start to fall into place. All right, Dave, we'll finish with this. How does BYU, moving forward, navigate the transfer portal with NIL and so much tampering going on? What's the key? Well, let's not talk to some of the guys at the collective. They're working hard. Those guys are trying to, to get the money raised, and, and they're trying to take care of the players. Uh, they're working closely with uh, with the rest of the administration to make sure that uh, you know, they're on top of their game. As we know, the – the collective was one of the first ones that was put together across the country. And so we're, BYU is very proactive in this approach. Uh, but I also know that they're doing it the right way. There's not tampering. There's nothing of that sort going on. And so they're, they're doing it the right way, uh, which I know could be frustrating because maybe there's other things that aren't going the right way that could be frustrating. So we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. But, uh, I think BYU is doing, doing, like they're, they're doing what they need to do. And I think we'll pay dividends. I think, I think, like I said, Dari has paid dividends. I think we'll, Julia will land a couple big names here before it's all said and done. Great stuff, David. Always nice to talk with you. Uh, I'm searching for Justin Timberlake's next concert tour sites, so when I locate that, I'll let you know. We can take the wives and uh, do, do a whole concert Or just thing. us three, like whatever. Us three will take Blaine and Dave, too. Why not? Make it a, make it oh, Blaine would be there. I don't know about Dave, but Blaine would be there, yeah. <laughs> David, thanks Blaine, for the time, Blaine man. Blaine would be there singing along. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, he's David Nixon. All right, thanks, guys. You got it. It's going to be May. <sighs> There's another uh, transfer from BYU. It's an Olympic sport. I'll tell you after the break. Ooh. If you missed any, it just Ooh. happened. If you missed any interviews, Deep Blue shows or games, you can find them on BYUSN.com or download the BYU TV app to get all the BYU sports content you want. Along with Jerem's transfer portal news, we'll also discuss which Cougar is already projected as a first round NFL draft pick in 2024. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. A couple bits of news here to uh, get to. Mix Romanus named an ABCA Honorable Mention All-American. Congratulations nice to Mix. Mix. Frankly, I didn't think the BYU would get anybody. So Mix is a first-team all-conference guy and an ABCA All-American. And then Daviana Vaca. Uh, has tweeted about 10 minutes ago that she is going to enter the transfer portal. She has two years of eligibility and a grad transfer. Of course, her fiancé, Jacob Conover, transferred to Arizona State. Wouldn't be shocked if she goes to the Sun Devils. But her twin sister, uh, Laveni, or Lava Vaca, Huge part is of BYU the defensive soccer. player of the year in the West Coast Conference. Uh, hopefully, she's still at BYU. They are twins. They've been connected to the hip for a long time, obviously. So we'll see what happens there. I would love for Lava to stay at BYU. Best of luck to uh, Daviana. All right, that is your breaking news, midway part of the show. Now it's time to whip it.
The Cougar Whip Around presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Pro Football Focus produced a way too early 2024 <laughs> mock draft. I think it's perfect. It's right after. It's time to well to me. Uh, has BYU's Kingsley Suomatia going 30th overall to the Bills. Will he be a first round pick? I think he will be at worst a uh, first or second round pick. Uh, Kingsley is a five star. And when you're a five star, for those that don't they understand how the, the star systems work, if you are a projected five star out of high school, that essentially is saying you are a first round pick. We think you can become a yes. first round pick. According to Aaron Roderick, Kingsley has been competing and performing like a first round draft pick. And uh, yeah, so I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I think at worst he goes in the second round next year. And BYU's going to have a third consecutive yes, left tackle go yes, in the NFL draft. Speaking of which, BYU's had its last two starting quarterbacks, left tackles, and number one wide receivers all drafted. That's an amazing statistic, an amazing run. In 2021, it was Zach Wilson, Brady Christensen, and Dax Milne. I remember those guys. This year, it was Jaron Hall, Blake Freeland, and Puka Nakua. Yep. So will BYU continue that trend and make no. it three, and oh, three no. in a row? They could at quarterback and left tackle, but I don't see BYU's number one receiver getting drafted. Um, not next year. Now, could Chase Roberts or, or Keanu Hill in two years get into day three of the draft? Perhaps. So maybe that, but not in next year's draft. Could Cody Epps? <laughs> Too soon. I know. I know. I'm I hate sorry. it. He's, an, he's absolutely an NFL he's a, draft prospect. He's a good player, dude. I know. I don't know how BYU got him out of high school. Like, when they signed him, I was like, how did BYU get this guy? It's uh, unbelievable. First team All-American out of high school. Crazy numbers with Bryce Young. It was awesome to have him. Grateful BYU years. had him at all. Sure, just churned up Notre Dame and Arkansas last year. Yeah. Softball host number two, UCLA today. Is this a must win for BYU's NCAA tournament hopes? BYU's NCAA tournament at-large hopes 100% hinge on beating UCLA today. Oh, boy. If they do Huge not stakes. beat UCLA today, then it's now you just hold on and hope that LMU loses they twice lose. and BYU runs the table on the West Coast Conference. Will LMU lose a game in probably, the league, you think? They'll probably lose one, just and, like they did last year. And tie BYU. But win the tiebreaker. have the tiebreaker. It's, it's probably going to be the same exact scenario as it was last year. Well, 3 Eastern will be watching on the BYU TV app because this is a huge game. Like, if they beat UCLA, now they're back on the bubble as an at-large. You know, you got, what was it, Stanford and UCLA come to town this year? And Utah. That's and Utah. Well, All ranked. Utah, Utah, not that hard to get to here. But that's awesome. That's great scheduling yes. by Gordon Eakin and uh, the staff. BYU lost one nothing to Stanford, lost 6-4 to Utah. This is the last statement opportunity, and what a statement it would be against one of the most unbelievable teams in the entire country. They have the second longest win streak in the country. What is 20 it, 20? Games. 20? 20 in a row. Oklahoma, of course, is number one and has like a 37 Yes. Uh, Tony Finau won his fourth PGA Tour event, uh, Brother Finau, uh, in the last 18 months yesterday at the Mexico Open. Due to his recent success, are we claiming him as a BYU coach? We've always claimed him as a BYU We've always claimed him. This is a silly question. In fact, we determined it with Kerry Roberts uh, in uh, Studio B not too long ago that Tony Finau, whether he wants to admit it or not, is a BYU guy. We don't care that he's flirted <laughs> with that other school. We good? He comes to the BYU Pro Day and the Men's Golf Day Every time they host it for their fundraiser event, once every few years or every three years, he's great. We he's always Tony. there. He's been around the program. Nothing like, not to he's like got about great Tony. Ties. Yes, he is. Whether he wants to be or not, 
<laughs> an honorary BYU. We do Cougar. that with Dan Reynolds as well. <laughs> of Imagine Dragons. Let's go. I wore my Tony Finau jacket last week. I'll claim some karma there. Also, he's an incredible player, one of the best in the world. Yeah, we don't wear crappy people's jackets. <laughs> Just good players. He's fourth. He's fourth in the FedEx Cup standings. Fourth he's overall. Legit. It's amazing. He's legit, man. Good for Tony, yeah. man. That's I'm really happy for him. Also, he was caddying for his kids like three hours after he won. That's awesome. Like, it's just. He's a different breed, man. Yep. Super nope. cool. One of us. Actually, yes. he's not. He's much richer. All right, up next, what was the bigger BYU sports story this weekend? The NFL draft and the three guys being picked, free agents, or is it Cody Epps and the vacancy now that BYU is dealing with in the wide receiver room? We'll discuss next on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from Studio B, our question of the day. What qualifies as the bigger BYU story from the weekend? The NFL draft. Who's Blake saying Freeland, the draft? Jaron Hall, Puka Nakua all getting drafted. Or is it Cody Epps shocking the BYU un- Sports Nation leaving in the transfer portal on Sunday. The, the Cody Epps thing is going to be the answer because Cody was outspoken about how good of a fit it was. And he, he even said something to the effect of, I feel like it's my mission to sort of be who I am and help Provo and, and you know, BYU understand about me. And it was like, yeah, we love you. You're great. So obviously he had to get some six-figure uh, option from a P5 that – you know, was something that he wanted to take. And listen, not everyone's situation is the same. Yeah. And sometimes, hey, your family needs that dough. Or listen, that could really help you, like right away. And maybe it's a, in his mind, better situation. But it, it, we thought this was a good situation for him. And he was telling us it was. Yes. So that's why it's so disappointing. It's not just that he's leaving. It's that you told us this was good. And now it's not? What happened? The almighty dollar? I get it, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to be disappointed about it. How will BYU respond? Will they will they try and scramble and potentially match whatever is being offered to what? Cody to go elsewhere? I the, the people I've talked to is that that process has already happened and come and gone. Oh, yeah. Gosh, holy cow! And at what point, Spence, is um, that sort of leveraging in that moment um, too much? Meaning a certain amount? Like what is? All right, no. Like we We're love not going to play that but game. But we can't, we can't continue to go down this road. And what precedence do you set for your other teammates? Like if you're Keanu Hill and Chase Roberts and you look over and see that, it's like, well, wait, why, why do I not have a similar amount? Like if I'm Keanu Hill, I'm going, uh, hello, I'm right here. Um, I, I had some similar moments in certain games. Granted, Cody's came against Notre Dame and Arkansas. Um, Keanu's have came against, like, Wyoming and Utah Tech. Sure. Which was still good. against Oregon, too. Yes, but I'm talking, like, his breakout game. Yeah, sure. Um, Chase Roberts had the one game um, against Bailey. That was tremendous, right? Um, but he – so it sets a weird precedent. You just ha- kind of have to be careful in that regard. So here's the thing. Why is it that human nature – and, in fact, I sat in uh, a family – marriage and family course yesterday <clears throat> taught by a guy named Todd Spencer. He's an Oklahoma State fan, big, big 12 fan. And he brought up a great point. He's like, there's just this – we naturally like take positive interactions and they just like it, it, you know, we're like, yeah, it's great. It's, it's fantastic. But the negative interaction always like grabs our attention. So he's like in marriage, typically you need to have like five positive interactions to offset one negative interaction. Oh, jeez, <laughs> like, so yeah. That's so high. Right. I, I believe it. But it, it correlates here. Like 
all of these great things happen. Like the I NFL also, draft, like, oh, it's awesome. And then this one negative interaction happens. It's like, wait, what? I also How want, dare you? I also want people to be careful. Like, I've had some really negative responses in my mentions of people saying some, using some adjectives that are not okay regarding integrity and like, Come no, on. No. Come on. No. Like, you've never decommitted from anything in your life. Also, if you were offered a certain sum of money to get you out of a certain situation, like, yeah. you would never say yes because of your integrity. There's always a to price me, now. The, to me, him saying he loves BYU, and this is a great fit, is not an integrity or honesty conversation. He that still loves nothing. BYU. Yes, and we will still uh, enjoy his career, but obviously it's not with us. He's breaking up with BYU, and that's disappointing. And that hurts. That hurts. It really does because he's a good person, and he's a good player. And, and that fit, um, that fit is ah, one that we loved because he's not a member of the church. He is black. He loves BYU. He uh, was outspoken about how great this was, good ambassador for the program. It's disappointing to lose a guy like that. It's disappointing. No question. But, yeah, don't, don't challenge his integrity. No, like, this, no, no. this is the Wild West. That's silly. He's dealing with things that he never thought he'd have to deal with. Like, when somebody comes with a huge price tag and says, hey, come play for our program and, you know, this power conference with this much money. And it's like, oh, I didn't think that that was possible. But I now I'm having to, like, deal with this. I don't know what matters in his life. I don't know what his family exactly. financial situation is. We don't, we don't know is. the scenario. I don't know what kind of debt his family might be in or what he needs or values or what opportunities he's looking for. Who am I to judge that piece, right? I can only say what I feel about his game, which is that he's a tremendous receiver. We saw, we saw the beginnings of him. That's what hurts he as well. He did not put up huge numbers the whole, you know, the whole season. Like He's not one of the elite receivers in the country, but he's pacing towards something really nice and awesome. And so is Chase Roberts, and so is Keanu Hill, and that trio was very exciting. I don't include Isaac Rex in sort of that conversation because that's the tight ends. The tight ends are a different piece for me. If you're talking pass catchers, sure. But I think, and we'll get to this later in the week, BYU needs not just maybe one or two receivers in the portal that could be impact guys. I think it's three plus. Now because Cody's gone? I don't think you can walk into the Big 12 and be like, we have three receivers we trust. Well, what if two of those get hurt in the first four weeks? We saw it last year where Puka Nakua got hurt in game one and Gunnar Romney barely played. You needed a Chase Roberts and a Cody Epps to deliver. Luckily, they did. But BYU doesn't – I don't want in the Big 12 to be like, well, hopefully some of these freshmen or redshirt freshmen are ballers now. I would like them to have another season before they have to do something. Okay, can we be real just for a second and, like, take the I wide – I thought we had no, been no, no, the, the whole the time. The wide lens here. Oh, All okay. BYU fans, the wide lens. BYU just had three players drafted into the National Football League. This should be like a the celebratory na- <laughs> awesome day. Instead, we're like bummed about Cody Epps leaving. I know it hurts to lose a wide receiver like Cody Epps, a freshman All-American. We're talking about a freshman All-American honorable mention compared to three dudes that have traversed through BYU have now made it into the NFL and can go and get paid real money to play at the highest stage. like I get it, Spence. I get it because <laughs> we're excited about them at the next level, but what we want most is BYU football this fall to be good. Oh, man. That's what we want the most, the current team to be good. Crazy. In, okay, our elite voice of the day in response to what was the bigger story. And you mentioned overwhelmingly it's been Cody Epps. Yeah, it should be. 
Presented I, by I PAX Healthcare Elevated again from at CL underscore living says, neither. The biggest BYU story is that Lauren Gustin made another rebound. <laughs> well done. That's why it's elite. That's great. Nicely done. Nicely uh, done. She's back after a rebound. Now that is, that is some great news, okay? Some positivity on this yes. uh, day of disappointment. Okay, it should be a great day. You're right. But I get it. I get it. BYU Baseball, it's the road this week. Take on UC San Diego tomorrow night at 9 Eastern on the BYU Radio app. Up next, today's rise and shout out. You know what? There are a few groups that deserve it. Oh, yeah. Because it was a great weekend. It wasn't just about loss. We won more than we lost this weekend. But it's also disappointing. Come on. It's also disappointing, Spence. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. You need them to watch baseball and softball here. Let's go. Subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast as well. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. And it goes to a few groups of winners, Jaron, because there was a lot of winning that <laughs> happened over the weekend. <laughs> Seven NFL guys, which is pretty cool from BYU. Three picks, of course. Uh, the most within the first five rounds since 2002. Awesome. Uh, and back-to-back, right, uh, which was exciting. And then four undrafted free agents. And then men's golf. Yes. Taking down number six Pepperdine in the WCC Championships. I think we were hoping, like, men's basketball would do what men's golf has done, which is like, okay, we see you, Pepperdine. We saw that you won the national championship a couple years ago. We see you in the top ten. Your boy's going to come in and win the tourney. When it matters. Yes. And so, uh, you know, that, that has come and gone, unfortunately, for men's hoops. But in the Big 12, certainly have an opportunity to have some really meaningful wins in the Merit Center. Hey, the men's golf team's got some real momentum going. You win the, Coop, Absolutely. the King Cougar Classic. Then you go and win the West Coast Conference Championships. Now you're into the NCAAs. Now you got a real shot to take that momentum, get through regionals, and get to the finals. Let's uh, go, man. Bruce Brockbank, Todd Miller, and the Let's gang go. have done a tremendous job with this program over the years. Yeah, outstanding. All right. Uh, our thanks to today's guest, David Nixon, fellow NSYNC fan. Yeah, we learned that. Uh, sorry to Dennis Bitter, ran out of time. For sure, Dennis likes NSYNC. For of sure. course, of course he does. Yeah, super predictable. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Netta Leahy. Nice! Spirit of BYU softball, all-timer. That was my first gig. She's BYU awesome. calling softball, yeah. All-timer. BYU taking a number two UCLA, three Eastern, one Mountain. Let's go. Go Cougs. Beat the Bruins. We won a lot!